I'm Angie. I'm Ellie. And this, this is, is We Advocate Steamy Books, a podcast about reading romance and romancing readers. He has such bi energy. Every person in that film is a different. So hot. It's a different person. It's almost like the mummy. Two yeah. Point it's so good. Well, you can see the whole LGBTQ spectrum yes. from that film. Yes. From Jurassic Park. You you see it. Yeah. Like the owner of the park. Total like an old gay guy. Yeah. So gay. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Like Dr. I think Grant, like the main yeah. guy, totally like that gay that seems straight. Yeah. But he's like, sh- like, but he's like also very gay. Yeah. Very much like a bear. Almost. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And also the fact that all the dinosaurs are girls work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a queer film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I loved that one, that one part where he's like, literally his leg was almost ripped off. Or I guess he really heard it being like thrown by the dinosaur yeah. or whatever. And he's like laying this certain way. Like he's literally like laying like across, like in just like his abs or his yeah. chest is like glistening. Go- yes. <laughs> and I was like, uh, you're like almost dying of blood loss, but why do you look so damn good? You're making so it fabulous. Good? Like, you're making it fabulous. Absolutely. You're like so damn good. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Is a yeah. queer film. Yeah. Try and convince me otherwise. Literally. <laughs> With that being said. Yes. Hi, Ellie. Hi. <laughs> hi. What, what, what have you been, what have you been doing? How have you been feeling? What's, what's going on with, with you? I am doing pretty good. Um, Great. It's summer. It is. It's pride month. Pride. Happy pride. And I just want to make like a little announcement. Okay. So I think like what I advocate this week is I advocate me. No. Period. <laughs> I advocate you. <laughs> but I like, I just like advocate one, putting yourself out there. I always advocate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And if you guys remember a couple episodes ago, several episodes ago, I started a Wattpad account yes. actually in October. It was in October. Yeah. And I hadn't put anything on it for no. months. And this month i finally you finally did, did it <laughs> so i have a queer fantasy romance up mm-hmm. on wattpad the first two chapters are up and there's also um two one shots that go with it oh. so the main story is called the white swan and yeah. that is a queer lesbian romance yeah. um but if you're just looking for a one shot that'll get you going <sighs> let me tell you what <laughs> um i have a two stories on there called The Vow and the Charmer and that is just some good old shifter. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> just some good old smut. Erotic smut. And Absolutely. those two characters in the one shots are characters in the main storyline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I, there was one day where I just needed to write about them mm-hmm. and smut came out. Yeah. So, and I, and you were like, put this on Wattpad, yes. baby. I was like, you need, take my money now. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm very excited and getting some like good feedback. Yeah. So if you like smutty books, which I think you do, because you're listening to us right now, Period. take a little read. A little perusal. The White Swan is a much more slow burn. Okay. Kind of like a low-key enemies to lovers. They just like really don't like trust each other. Mm-hmm. But they don't like hate each other. Yeah. But they don't trust one another. They're like strangers to lovers. Yeah. Kind of. Well, isn't everyone strangers to lovers? Ugh, true. <laughs> <laughs> no, How because there's friends to lovers. That's true, yeah. 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 But how are you? I am great. I, the tattoo shop that I go to was having a sale today, so I got a piercing for 40, 50% off. It's great. Mm-hmm. I advocate checking out 
your local shops to see what deals they have going on. Support independent businesses and Absolutely. artists. Absolutely. Also, go to a shop where there's that one tattoo artist you go to that just flirts with you. <gasps> yeah. Ugh, so fucking fine. I have not had that opportunity yet. Uh, you should. But Don't go to mine, though. No. <laughs> okay. I'm sure, like... I'm sure it's an experience. Uh, it absolutely is. Absolutely it is. So that's what I advocate this week. Yeah. Advocate small business. <laughs> yeah. Small tattoo business and like really like be nice to those people. Like if they're cool, like hang out mm-hmm. with them. They'll treat you really well. So. Yeah. I mean, sadly, I think tattooed inv- individuals still like are judged very harshly. Absolutely. Which is dumb. Absolutely. The majority of adults in America have tattoos. Yeah. I want I want to get one. I yeah. want to get one. I have ideas for them. Yeah. I normally, like, I really like the look of a lot of tattoos. Yeah. I think it's, like, so cool. Yeah. And I think it's just, like, I would I would love to have them. Yeah. I just, like, have, haven't really put myself out there to do that. Yeah. Once you get one, you don't stop. I don't know anyone with one tattoo. Yeah, I know. I think I'm a little bit afraid of the pain, but then I realize, like, I put myself through a lot of pain, like, constantly. That sounds like yeah. really bad. Like, I don't know. Like, I do, It like, depends on where you get it. It's fine. Yeah. Well, I'm not the person to ask because my pain threshold is insane. So, I would, yeah. I mean, I think I, I would say, like, mine is higher than normal. hmm Since, like, I had a kidney oh. stone and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. I'm fine. I'm yeah. fine. <laughs> no, mine's, I tried to pierce my own septum and it went through the tip of my nose. And I remember I didn't that. cry and I was just like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. Like. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So, that all being said, let's get into this motherfucking story, I'm bitch. excited to hear oh about it. Oh, my God. It's called Delilah Green Doesn't Care. Yes. And I'm blanking on the author's name right now. It's okay. It'll be in the show notes. But it is about Delilah Green, mm-hmm. and it is about Claire. I forget her last name. It's not important. Delilah and Claire. <laughs> Delilah is this tattooed photographer artist that lives in New York City and is like making it. And we open with her having a hookup with Whoa. this woman. Okay. That was at her photo gallery. And, like, really, like, one of her photos and, like, bought it and whatever. And she was hooking up. And her stepsister, Astrid, calls her and says, hey, I'm getting married. I want you to be the wedding photographer. And Delilah cannot stand her stepmother or her stepsister. Because Delilah lost her birth mom when she was three. Mm -hmm. And then she lost her dad when she was ten. And she was left with Isabel, her stepmother, and Astrid. And Isabel literally just provided necessities a place to live food to eat and that was it did not care what delilah did did not care about delilah at all no like emotional security no, none. nothing like that which a child needs i mean like Ab- after losing both of her parents <laughs> yeah yeah and then at the same turn of the coin astrid was like the golden child obviously there's like only other one but she like got everything like she was always a center of attention she was like little miss perfect and it really upset delilah so as a kid, she was really withdrawn, really antisocial, and, like, she moved 18. She turned 18, and she moved out immediately. Never looked back to Bright Falls in Oregon, which is where she was from and living. Um, so she gets this call to go and photograph, photograph her sister and her stepsister's wedding, and she's hesitant to go because she really doesn't want to, but it's a 
I think she's getting paid like five figures or something to do it. And that's like really helpful for like an artist to like have such a big job. Um, so she goes out and she's at this bar and she's sitting there and she then we get a perspective switch to Claire Mm -hmm. and Claire sees her and doesn't recognize her Claire was one of Astrid's best friends growing up it was Claire Iris and Astrid those those are the three besties and Iris and Claire are at the bar those three names sound like really rich people names yeah Claire Astrid and Iris yeah Astrid was a rich one and then Claire and Iris were like just the commoners quote-unquote yeah yeah Yeah. third class (laughs) yes low of the caste system um but anyways so claire had a kid with her one ex-husband i believe oh okay i believe they were married i'm not quite i don't quite remember it's unimportant fuck josh okay and so they she had a kid and she it was like a really tumultuous relationship with him and he just like didn't show up for their kid ruby and like he wasn't he would like make promises that he wouldn't keep and so she's just she was kind of in a slum but she would always go back to him mm. and like they wouldn't necessarily start in a relationship again but they would start like fucking around again and it was just really toxic yeah sometimes it's easier to be in the misery you know yeah absolutely so she sees delilah at the bar and this little bi queen claire is like ooh, that's one hot mamacita <laughs> and iris is like Go ask her out. Like, go flirt with her. Like, you need to get fucking laid, bitch. And I'm, like, felt. Yeah, not with Josh's dick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so she goes over and starts flirting, and Delilah instantly recognizes her. Of course. Because Delilah kind of had a little crush on Claire growing up. And yeah. she's this, like, curvy, nerdy, kind of dresses in, a, like, a pinup way just like beauty yeah and delilah's like who yeah but now delilah's like muscular and not super muscular but just like lean and she has tattoos and she's like has curly hair that she like figured out what to do with and she just looks a lot different and claire doesn't recognize her but delilah does and so they're flirting and then astrid comes in and that's when claire finds out that that is in fact delilah green and she feels so embarrassed. But, like, she hadn't been that turned on from a conversation even when Josh was fucking her. Mm, that goes to show you. Goes to show you something. <sighs> Anyways, then Delilah wants to make a stupid fucking bet with Astrid that she will sleep with Claire. Am I a fucking bet? Name that movie. I don't know. She saw that. Oh, my God. I don't think I said it exactly right, but, yeah, she's like, I was a fucking bet. Yeah. We love a good bet. We do. So, it's all going kind of how Delilah expected. She isn't welcome, and turns out she fucking hates Astrid's fiancé, Spencer, and so do Iris and Claire. Mm. So they they're having this like brunch thing for like the family. It's like not the rehearsal dinner. The wedding's like ten days out or something. Oh wait, I have a quick question. Okay, so 
Delilah told Astrid she could sleep yes. with Claire. Yes. So does Astrid, like, is Astrid a good friend in any way? Like, why would she? Astrid is her stepsister. But it was, a, it was an offhanded comment that Delilah made. Like, I guess I mean, is Astrid, like, is Astrid a good friend to Claire? Because, like, why would you make no, a No, they're not with... actually betting. They're, like, oh, Delilah was trying really... to be, like, just as, like, who Delilah is. She was, like, she's, like, I'll be with her by the end. Like, I have a track record with bridesmaids, which we'll find out about later. And Astrid's, oh. like, you are so gross. Or, like, not so gross, but, like, whatever. Like, you wouldn't even, like, dare. Like, not something like that where she didn't take it seriously. Oh, I thought yeah. like they no, really... they didn't put money on it. No, oh, no, 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 oh, I no. thought they were no, like no, 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 no. That's shitty. Like, she's behavior. like, I'll call off my wedding if you sleep with no, Claire. <laughs> no, it was just one of those things. that's like you better not. Mm-hmm. And there's like left it at that. It wasn't an actual bet, but the wording is important for later. Absolutely, yeah, I'm sure. Um, so there's this brunch, and the Lila's obviously like taking pictures of everything, and Claire growing up was always the most kind to Delilah. And, like, would try sometimes to be friendly to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she makes a... Delilah makes a comment about Spencer being a dick. And Claire's like, oh, thank God. Like, somebody else besides us two feel that way because he's literally perfect to everybody else. He's, like, blonde and, like, drives a Mercedes and he's, like, gonna move them to Seattle. Like, all this other stuff. And, like, he's, like, literally the perfect man. Blah, 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 blah. Has money. And... They decide that they are going to get rid of him. And they are going... To murder him. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they... It's called... They call it, like, OSB or something, like... Operation Shit Boot. Something like that. Where they, like... They want Astrid to break it off with Spencer because he is not good for her. He is a piece of shit and she deserves more. Absolutely. And at this brunch, Delilah so happens to bump into Spencer and pushes him into the river. Because Delilah's a baddie. Yeah. She's a baddie. Um, and Claire is still still thinking about flirting with Delilah. And she's just like, this woman, this woman is mm-hmm. so fucking fine. And then, of course, we have them going on a spa trip. All of them together. And there was... Classic scene for a wedding. Classic. And so it's Astrid, Iris, Claire, and Delilah. Astrid wasn't sure that Delilah would show up because she often didn't. Mm-hmm. And she would just be like, yeah, I'll come to Thanksgiving, whatever, and not show up. Yeah. Um, so they only got three rooms. Okay. And without even thinking, Claire was like, Delilah can sleep in my room. Of course. But then, like, breaking it down, she was like, no, because, like, if she was left with Astrid, then there would be bloodshed. And if she left with Iris, there would be, like, a screaming match and it would all fall apart. So, like, I'm the most reasonable option. And just because I want to sleep with her does not fit into this equation at all. I didn't even think about that at all, actually. I do. I want to sleep with her. Yeah, Me? that's insane. Me? Insane. Anyways, they all go to dinner that night, and they bring up, they were like, so, like, tell us how you and, how Spencer proposed to you. Because she had never told her friends how Spencer proposed to her. Mm-hmm. All she said was, like, they, she had gone to the bar then afterwards and, like, showed them the ring and was like, I said yes, but never said how he specifically did it. And then Asher was just like, well, he got down on a knee and proposed, and I said yes. 
There's got to be more. And then they tried to push, and, like, Delilah, because she grew up with Astrid, was like, there's the classic Astrid shutdown, where she just, like, stopped, and she was like, I have a headache, I'm going upstairs. Like, so, then they were like, well, that worked out great, like, trying to get more information about him, to get her to realize that she doesn't need him, and, like, shouldn't be with him. So then, you know, Iris, like, parts ways with them, and they go back to the room, and... Again, with Delilah's curly hair, she had it back in a clip, and it just got really, like, fuzzy and messed up. So she, like, took it down, and she asked Claire for a hair tie. And Claire was like, oh, I'm sure I have them. Like, maybe check my toiletries bag. And she's like, Claire, in her, like, text, was like, oh, thank God I didn't bring my vibrator. And she's like, oh, fuck. I did, in fact, bring my vibrator. And so... Delilah bends down and like gets the hair tie and she's like is this it right like this is the bag and Claire thinks she's in the clear but then she's like oh I love this vibrator it's so good right (laughs) (laughs) and then they obviously have to share a bed I do not think like someone finding a vibrator is an embarrassing thing no but that's I had friends house it and they found a collection of things (laughs) and they love to bring it up (laughs) anyways So then they like get in bed and they're talking. That was them talking about how Delilah and Claire interacted before and just like what Delilah was going through Mm -hmm. and like how she felt. And one thing leads to another and they start making out. And really? Yeah. And it's just like so steamy. And they're, like, not even, like, it's not, like, hardcore, but just, like, the want Mm -hmm. from it is so good. So what do we see? We see that, like, Claire, like, you know, really, really wants Delilah, but Mm -hmm. how does Delilah view Claire? Delilah, since she was, like, kind of wanted revenge a little bit towards Astrid. A little bit. And just revenge towards Claire, too, because it's, like, you, like, didn't, you, like, ignored me in my childhood, and now you want me so bad, like, kind of toying. But then mm-hmm. they kiss, and she's like, I want this woman so bad. Yeah. Like, so much. Like, I'll do anything. And, like, as things I'll are. I'll do anything. I'll do anything. As things are racking up, they're heating up, Astrid is pounding on the door. Spooks them. Because Claire's like, she can't know. It'll ruin everything. And Delilah's like, oh, you don't want people to know. Yeah, she's a little hurt. Yeah, she's absolutely hurt. And so then Astrid, or um, Claire goes to answer the door, and Astrid's like, hey, there's like a room, there was a cancellation, so one of you guys can get another room, you don't have to sleep together anymore. And Delilah's like, I'll take it, like, immediately up, going out, like, she, like, can't be in the room anymore. Mm -hmm. And Claire's, like, upset, and she's like, oh, yeah, like, whatever and then (laughs) delilah gets all her stuff and like leaves and then astrid is like falling behind her and she's like what was that like what happened in there and she's like nothing we were just talking and like about to go to bed and astrid's like okay and then the next day they leave or is it the next day anyways they're leaving (laughs) and so they're, like, in the car, and it's Iris and Delilah in the back, and then Astrid driving, and Claire in the front with her. And they start the group chat then. That's OSB, which is how to get rid of Spencer. 
and they're talking and Iris can definitely pick up that Delilah and Claire want each other. And although Iris isn't Delilah's biggest fan, she thinks that Claire should fuck her brains out. (laughs) Okay. And they're just like talking about how they can get rid of Spencer. And it's just like a very cute interaction. And I could just like see it like taking place in like a movie or something. It was so good. It's so well written. Um, And they like get, they get back and there's just like more of Delilah being Delilah. And then like being like, I've, and feeling more and more things towards Claire and like I want to be with her and Josh her like ex is like a really fucking like idiot and like I'm jealous of him and all these other things and then we get to this scene where they go over to Claire's house and Ruby her daughter is like loves Delilah's tattoos her whole energy, everything. And Delilah's like being so nice to Ruby and is so kind and patient and like so respectful. And Claire's like, Oh mama, you're making me fall in love with you. Yeah. And so they're like having dinner and then Ruby wants to know how to take good pictures. So Delilah takes her out and like, they start taking pictures and then Claire gets a phone call and like Ruby goes over to her friend's house and then at the same time, of course, Claire and Delilah, Claire says, like, you want to stay for a glass of wine? Delilah's like, so I should head out. And then Delilah's like, you know what? I could stay for a glass of wine. I and could stay for a sip of something else, too. <laughs> she does. Let me tell you what. A feast. Okay? But I love this scene because they go back in and they have their wine and they're just, like, generally connecting. And Claire owns her mother's bookstore and she, like, runs it. And she start she got in some oracle cards to start selling in a bookstore. It's very common nowadays to like sell like tarot and oracle cards, whatever. Yeah. And so they start reading each other's oracle cards. And Delilah's is like I don't even remember what hers is because it doesn't matter because Claire's is like, you gonna get laid fucking hard. <laughs> like it's gonna be so good. Um, and you just need it. And they're like laughing, joking, whatever. And they once again start like making out and they start like undressing each other and they take it up to the bedroom and just have a good old romp around. (laughs) And it, it is like, there's this one part of it where Delilah, yes, Delilah is eating Claire out and like using her fingers and no, wait. Yes. No. Wait. Hold on. It's so good. Okay. Your eyes are so intense right now. I know. I know. I'm trying to think of the exact semantics of it because you know what? It's not important. You just, you got, you got to this book. This book made me feel things because I, I, I related to Delilah and I just, I want what's good for everybody, and it's just, it's, <laughs> it's a good book. I feel like as you're talking, I feel like a lot of connection with Claire, actually. Yeah. Though you're talking, like, I see myself in a lot of her decisions, I think. Yeah. She, like, Ruby is, like, always first for Claire, and, like, she's the one, like, Josh was allowed to, like, be, like, a kid still, because they had Ruby pretty young, 
And then she's the one that had to grow up. She's the one that had to be responsible. And, like, she often feels like the bad guy. And it's just really great to see Claire being more carefree, especially with Delilah. Letting herself have something, which... Letting herself have something. Want something. Yes. And, like... For herself. Yeah. And it's it's a safe person, too, because Mm -hmm. Delilah's, like, there for Ruby and, like, offered to take Ruby out to, like, photograph things and gave her helpful insight and just, like, treated her really, really well. Um, but then they, they, uh, Ruby and her friend, like, ended up having a fight, so she had to come back home, and then Delilah's like, oh, I should leave, and then Claire's like, no, don't leave, and then blah, 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 blah. They, um, they, like, go on, like, this camping trip together because, like, Ruby wants to, well, Josh, Ruby's dad, is like, I'm going to take her camping this weekend, if that's okay, to the hot springs. And then they're like, oh, this is perfect. It'll be all three of us. And then plus Ruby and Josh. And then we can get Astrid away from Spencer. And then we can, like... Operation. Yes. Get Astrid away from Spencer. Get her to break off the engagement. And then they show up and Spencer is there with Astrid. Gonna go camping. Of course he is. Yeah. You know why? Because he knows. Yes. He's I'm like, assuming. Yes. He's like so, he like doesn't care about Astrid. He cares about appearances. Why would he want to marry her then? Is it because she's really rich? Yeah. And she's okay. pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And she does everything for him. Yeah. Like. It, he wants at the, at the, a maid? Yes. Yeah. The Madonna horror complex. Absolutely. Yeah. He wants like a mom, which is yeah. gross, but he wants yeah. a mom to take care of him. Absolutely. So, like, at the brunch, like, in the earlier in the book, like, they came in, whatever, and he was, like, he came over and he had just drunk a champagne flute and handed the empty flute to Astrid and then was, like, why don't you get, go get me some more? And Oh, my God. And then Delilah was, like, what the fuck? And then she's, like, oh, okay. And, like, does anybody else want champagne? And then as she leaves... Spencer says, oh, she's such a good girl. And then... That's not where you use the term good girl. No. And Delilah says something about it. Good. She's like, woman. She's a woman. She's not a girl. And Spencer's like, whatever. Like, Like, it's just Delilah being like, even though Astrid, like, she perceived Astrid as not being good to her and, like, ignoring her through her childhood. She still was like, that's not a girl, that's a woman. Use woman. Like... Yeah, respecting women. Yeah, don't be fucking gross. Like, even if that woman woman is, like, a bitch to her. And yeah. I think that shows, like, how big of a person, like, Delilah is. Yes. To be able to be like, that woman was mean to me, but you still can't treat women like that. No. Which is, like, pretty baller. Yeah, absolutely. I, so, I would say. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways... More, yeah. Events. And I mean, I I like I like a good girl in the bedroom. Oh, absolutely. But he absolutely was using it in a condescending way to be like, mm-hmm. "Look who I have under my thumb." Yeah, your friend. Yeah, you know? I mean, like Delilah is yeah. not her friend, but yeah. Um. So then it gets to the inciting incident. I guess it would be in the storyline. I don't really remember different plot elements. I would only be able to tell you that if I read the book. Yeah, but. Anyways, so Astrid ends up breaking it off with Spencer. That would, no, yeah, the inciting incident would be, like, what begins the whole story. So that would oh, okay. be Claire probably flirting with Delilah. Yeah. So the, this would probably either be, like, the climax or something. Yeah. 
Uh, but there was a lot of those in uh, this book. <laughs> there weren't many, but they were good. Yeah. So good. Um, and just like the relationship and the dynamic between the characters, I just loved. Um, ha- anyways, moving on. So Astrid, spoiler alert, does break it off with Spencer because he bought a house in Seattle without showing her pictures, nothing, and expected her to be happy and move there. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, no, fuck that. And Which, I, if I trust my partner, I would probably do that. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we don't really see... Astrid is very closed off. Yeah. Like, she doesn't explain herself a lot. She doesn't explain yeah. circumstances happening. Nothing. But there is another book that's for Astrid. Oh, my goodness. I did see that. Yes, yes I did. Yes. Um, so, there's another book that will explore her more. Is it queer? I don't know. I could see it being queer. Yeah. I could see it. I'd love being to queer. know. Yeah. Well, yeah, we are kind of, we love seeing yeah. everything yeah. queer. Um, so Delilah's the last one over at the house, and she goes in, and she's kind of eavesdropping, and she just hears, like, Isabel, Astrid's mom, like, freaking out and being like, how could you do this to me? Like, <gasps> yeah. Just yeah. being disgusting. And then Astrid being like, you know what, mom? Fuck you. Like, not in those words, but basically that sentiment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's hard for Delilah because she was never welcome in that house. But then she's like, well, I'm, like, used to, like, going around this house unnoticed. So she goes up to her old room. And, of course, there's, like, nothing of hers in it anymore. And then she goes into Astrid's old room. And she finds all of these old journals. Mm-hmm. And she starts looking through them. Just, like, flipping through them. But she starts to see her name pop out quite a bit. And we see that Astrid thought that Delilah didn't want her. And that's why Delilah wouldn't hang out with her. Even though Astrid would ask her to, like, do you want to do our homework together? Do you want to watch TV? Or do you want to go to this pumpkin patch with me? But that was early on that she asked those things. And Delilah was in so much grief because she just lost her only parent that she really knew that she was so closed off. And then Astrid took that as rejection fully rejection so she stopped trying they were both so young yes absolutely yeah just two little babies yeah. trying to figure out yeah life. And, and her mom isabel was not helping at all yeah like the adult in the situation was not acting as an adult no not at all so she starts reading through these and she's just like so like upset and she's just like crying because she's like i didn't realize that like i was a, I could have been better in my youth and like claire comes up And she's, like, comforting her. And they start, they just did, like, very slow, like, passionate kisses. And Astrid comes in and sees them. Mm Mm-hmm. And Astrid's, (gasps) like. Oh, I think I know what's going to happen. I think I know what's going to (laughs) happen. And Astrid is, like, like, what's happening? Like, is this because of that stupid bet? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And so she starts, like, yelling at, at, at Delilah. Astrid starts yelling at Delilah. And then. Delilah's like, I'm going to leave because that's what I do. And then Astrid's like, yeah, you should leave because that's all you know how to do. Like, that's all you can ever do is just leave. And then Claire's like, please stay. Like, please stay. And Delilah's like, she just, she leaves. So fast forward and Astrid is like not talking to Claire. And Iris is the go-between and they're trying to cancel all these things for the wedding and then they come over one night 
and they tell Claire that she's being an idiot by not going after Delilah and like understanding that that's what she wants and she was like very close to loving Delilah and like that's how it like always has been and like they could just tell that she's like so right for her and then we get back to Delilah's perspective and now she has like so Delilah started photographing because years ago she saw Claire in the river back in Bright Falls in Oregon and she was in this gray dress and she waded into the river and she screamed because at that time Josh had just done something like really like really really hurt at that time Ruby was six like she was like Ruby was like crying and sobbing because he wasn't around Mm -hmm. he like just up and left and so she waded into the river and just screamed and that picture got Delilah put on the map and so she's back in New York and she's doing this large gallery thing whatever yeah and she like can't stop thinking about Claire and then she has all these pictures from like all the time she spent around there getting ready to photograph the wedding. Um, and they are a huge hit because what she does is she photographs like queer people in high emotional instances and like very like natural, like it's not like staged or anything. Candid, yeah. Yes. And so her showing goes really well and she gets like an agent and everything. And with the help of Irit or Astrid, she, they start kind of trying to build up what they had missed as children because they were so hurt by each other. And Astrid's like, you need to stop being an idiot and you need to do something for Delilah or for Claire. Mm-hmm. And so she orders all these different prints of like Claire and Astrid and Iris and Claire and Ruby and all these different pictures and she puts them up in the bookshop before Claire opens so Claire comes in and she's seeing all these pictures Mm -hmm. like in the bookshop and then she gets into like the middle of it and she sees Delilah there on the sofa and she has a one last picture in her hand and she goes down and sits beside Delilah and it's a selfie that they took and Delilah like it was a moment of such pure joy between them that like Delilah's like this is when I knew I loved you Mm. and it's just like so sweet yeah and like it fast forwards and we see that Josh all these weekends he's been taking away recently has been because he's actually been building a house out by the lake and he wanted because he understood that he was all he wouldn't show up when he was supposed to and so he decided that instead of saying hey like i'm gonna be out doing this thing he just wanted to show her but then he's like i realize now that that wasn't maybe my best plan but i wanted to show you that i have actions too and he's like trying to grow up but then he was also like i don't we can't like fuck each other ever again he said that yeah whoa and and this was before sorry this this was before delilah had come back and surprised claire where claire was like absolutely we should not and he's like and i want 
like a partner someday and I want a family like I want our family but I also want a stereotypical family as well and I can't do that with this weird toxic thing we have going yeah and Claire's like I absolutely agree and like that's so great to hear that we're going to put a stop to that um so yeah of course it's an HEA I don't read anything else and it's just so it's such a good book I can't Sounds very good. I mean, I really like this author. Yeah. I have a book. I have a book to av- like advocate with this book. Okay, it's by her. Okay, once we get to that section. Okay, yeah. Um, that's pretty much it for the book. Like, of course, they're like reunited and like, you know, realistically, because of Delilah's job, she can live anywhere and just has to travel sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's good. It sounds good. It's so good. So it does look like Astrid Parker doesn't fail. It all that also looks like a queer romance. That looks queer. Okay. And then the third one is called Iris Kelly Doesn't Date, and that also looks like a queer romance. Yeah. Iris is by. Um I think reading Delilah Green doesn't care that Astrid might have kind of had a little bit of a crush on Delilah. Sure. Like, a little bit of, like, a why do I feel this towards this person? And I think her book is going to be about discovering that. Yeah. I think. That's what my assumption is. I don't know. I haven't read it. Um, But, yeah. So, the author of this book is Ashley Herring Blake. Yeah. See, the author of. And I did not read any of her adult books, but I read her middle school book called Ivy Aberdeen's Letter to the World. Mm -hmm. And it is the sweetest, most wholesome Mm-hmm. story about a 12 year old girl going through this really traumatic life experience she goes through a tornado like goes through her town mm-hmm. and totally demolishes her house mm-hmm. so she's like homeless while figuring out that she's also queer and she's having these feelings for Ugh. this girl this new girl in school mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or and it, it it is so beautiful and just like this like coming of age but not really because i mean she's so young but just this like discovery yeah it it was very wholesome so i'm sure her other books are are so wonderful because i think personally as a writer i think middle school book like middle grade books are the hardest books to write Mm -hmm. i think that's so hard to like write for that audience to get it right if you're writing from that perspective Mm -hmm. and she did it flawlessly so i'm assuming her adult books are amazing because if you can write a really good middle grade book Mm -hmm. then i think that you are a very good writer yeah absolutely um so on the steaminess scale because it literally made my heart flutter Mm -hmm. and even parts that weren't overtly sexual i was still like (gasps) screaming at yeah i would give this i'm are you about to blow my mind right now i don't know if i'm gonna blow your mind on the steamy scale i'm i'm gonna give it a 9.7 yeah you blew my mind (laughs) yeah Yeah, you blew my mind It's so good. It just... Whoa. At first, I, like, wasn't super into it. And then, like... You had said. So I was, yeah. like, nervous because that's why I got yeah. you for Christmas. And I was, like, yeah. oh, no, she doesn't like it. Yeah. And then by, like, the fourth chapter, I was, like, hooked. Like, mm-hmm. I had to finish this book. It was so good. Um, Yeah. On Goodreads, I gave it a five out of five. Of course. Yeah. I, I cannot advocate it enough. I love it so much. And the song... 
that I think goes with this is Sophia by Claro. Okay. That would be my, the song recommendation I have for this. Um, I don't have another book recommendation, but she does have the other books in the series mm-hmm. about the other three girls of the friendship coven, as Delilah liked to say. Um, yeah. There's just so much more I want to talk about. Like, it's just such a... Like, go read it. Like, I can't talk about it anymore. I, you gotta go read it. There's, like, so many little parts. Just, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. ugh. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Oh, well, you got me excited. I kind of want to read it. Yeah, absolutely. So. I happen to have a copy, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's it for this episode. Yeah. And yeah. what is happening next month? Next time you meet us, we are going to be doing a Sarah Dessen summer. We're going to do Sarah Dessen summer. I am so looking forward to this. I am so excited just to go down this memory lane, this nostalgia. I have, I don't think I've read, well, I read a lot of Sarah Dessen in high school. Obviously. Obviously. Because you're nasty now. (laughs) That's what happens. That is so true. That is so true. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I read a lot of high school. I think I read her newest book that came out in like 2019, 2018. I forget what that, like St. Anything maybe? Yeah. It's called that. That was like her last book. She hasn't written it. She's yeah. taken a couple years off. So if she comes out with something new, you know I'm going to be reading it. Mm-hmm. Period. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited to share our picks with you. We both picked, I wouldn't know, I don't know why. I picked my favorite one that I've read so far. I, I picked the one that, as a child, made me feel the most. Yeah. That's always good. That's yeah. always a good. Yeah. So, keep an eye out on our Instagram to yes. get those name drops so you can follow along. Yes. And we will catch you next week with our Sarah Dessen Summer. Spectacular. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Stay steamy. Stay steamy. Bye. so much for listening we advocate steamy books the proud podcast of harper productions llc and created with the help of anchor you can follow us at we advocate steamy books on instagram and email us at we advocate steamy books at gmail.com don't forget to rate and subscribe we advocate steamy books is a podcast all about reading romance and romancing readers we are striving to create a safe space for everyone to read discuss and enjoy the genre of romance Thank you.